It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to our cricket podcast. Um, I'm back, Dan's back, Joe's back. Joe's been shopping yesterday. Well, not shopping actually, have you? You've been wined and dined down on the East Sussex Kent border, getting your new getting your new cricket kit. I, I was going to ask how you were, but it kind of feels like that falls into insignificance now that you've got like a room full of fresh stash lurking behind you. Yeah. The- the, the cricket gear is the most important thing, isn't it? Let's be honest. No one, no one actually cares how I am. Um, the kit is great. Yes, <laughs> I'm very pleased. So, yeah, I decided to part ways with my old sponsor, Red Ink, John. He was he was great, supported me for the best part of eight years. But, yeah, just decided it was time to see what else is out there, really. So I trekked tre- down to, to Keeley. As you said on the uh, choice of the pros, Sussex that isn't Kent it? Border. Yeah, there's a lot. There's so many bats, so much wood in that workshop. Honestly, like, I, I've never, I've never like been to like a proper bat makers, if that makes sense. So like, I, I didn't okay. really know what to expect. Obviously, so much machinery, like, so much wood. All these bats, like, it was class. Um, took my brother down as a little insight into what it's like. He had a whale of a time. Um, and yeah, come out with a couple of fresh sticks. Um, I'll get. Hang on, I'll get one out for the. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, you've, I you've got you to. You've it. got to show them off. Absolutely. Oh, they've even got like bat sleeves on as well. Oh my word, that's outrageous. The fresh stickers, the red bat sleeves to go with the red stickers. Certified gun cricketer, Joe Gardner. Right, so as you can imagine. Sorry, I was just talking. Oh. I was just talking whilst you didn't have your headphones in. Sorry. Look at this no, bad no, boy. It's... That is, that is enormous. It's massive, isn't it? That's like, is that that's a back gauge filler? That isn't it? It was. That was what I was after, wasn't it? We spoke about it last week. A hundred percent. 
big boy. That is chunky. And then I got a little, a little smaller boy, but. So what's the okay. what's the logic between having like the the bigger chunky one and the and the littler chunky one? Well, is there a logic honest, behind it? Like are they the, are they the same? Without going, I, I appreciate this might be of no interest to you whatsoever because you're a professional cricketer and they're just tools at the end of the day. Like you don't care about cricket bats the same way amateurs might do. But like, are they the same weight? Are they the did you did you hand pick those? Were they given to you? Did you have to go through a lot of them? Like, do you look after them? Have you got to knock them in? Do you knock them in, or are they pre knocked in? Are you going to oil it? Are you going to, or do you just like? If you break it, do you just send it back and get another one? Like, what's the deal? So many questions. It's a lot of questions there. I will um, appreciate. Yeah. yeah, so I got there and Tim was like, look, I've prepared these two for you because I wasn't sure, like, what it was exactly that you wanted. So just have a have a play with these. And they were really light, like, 2-7. I was like, <sighs> literally like little feathers in my hand, um, which is one of these. One of these is one of the two that he prepared and then I was just like playing around with some of the other ones um and came across the absolute monster that first one I showed you which is got a slightly shorter blade which I haven't had before so they're they're actually like two different spec bats I could have got two that were the same but these two felt the best when I was picking them up and having a swing with them um and yeah like speaking to the two guys and going off of their recommendation and their kind of ping and feel, they were like, these two are pretty good. Like, go with these yeah. two if you're happy with them. Um, and I was like, does it matter that they're like two different ones? They were like, no, not really. Like, just have a, have a play and, and see how they go, really. And then, yeah, like, I guess I'm not expecting them to break, but if they do, then just send them back and... They'll send me some more or whatever. But, yeah, like, it's so cool, honestly. I'm so pleased with them. Obviously, had to choose the red stickers as well for Liverpool. Um, get that, get that. I thought that I thought that was going to be, like, a Sunrisers type. There was a bit of red on the well, Sunrisers jersey, so that's why he went red, but... Well, the thing, that's the beauty of it, isn't it? I can kind of intertwine them, Sunrisers and true, Liverpool. True. So, we're all good there. Yeah, I'm intrigued to use the shorter blade, just to see if it, I don't know. I guess that's a bigger sweet spot because it's slightly shorter. So part of you, part of you, like you're so excited that you've got these fresh sticks. Part of you, you're so excited that you're now on your Christmas holidays and now you're kind of gutted the fact that you can't actually have a hit for, for probably a week until you get back to, until you get back to training. And also like you didn't answer my question. So I'm going to suggest this is just a no, but I'm going to suggest that you don't knock them in. Oh no, I don't knock them in. I think they're very well prepared i don't have to do that i don't have to oil them i have got some grips because i found that i ruined the grips quite quickly so they gave me some extra grips which was very good and they've got their own little their own little back cases nice and pretty yeah the sleeves are smart aren't they yeah that was the first when i walked in the door last night with with my fresh stuff it was like the first thing my mum said she was like oh there they're a bit swanky, aren't they? Like premium, just... premium gears. Have you got softs as well? Yeah, a couple of couple of pairs of gloves, set of black yeah. pads, and a bag. So yeah, kitted out, kitted out. Nice. Anyway, that's me. Proper, that's, proper. That's stash. where I'm at. Um, nice. 
yeah, fighting off a little bit of a cold, but I reckon I reckon I've actually like nullified it. I was a bit worried a couple of days ago that I was gonna be okay. I thought you know the pre-Christmas illness was gonna get me good, but had some honey and lemon last night, and I've just boshed it off. I reckon. Yeah, get a couple of Baileys down here, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be loving life. Oh, there's plenty of that in stock. Don't you worry. <laughs> right well i'm glad you've got it sorted i'm glad you i'm glad you've got some freshies and i'm glad that well one of them's an absolute monster like if you're not hitting big ding-dongs next year um out in the charlotte edwards cup then sack me well well we'll talk about it because it's going to happen so we'll manifest good things is that what people say i think it is isn't it and then good things i don't know that sounds way above my pay grade anyway let's start off joe we're going to go in there really early you've got such a huge lead in this race to 100 thing that i don't even know if it's worth bringing up what the score is i think you've got have you got a 15 point lead i think it's 15 points i think it might be 62 to 47 after i just about managed to get james anderson last week but we've gone relevance but i do think this is very very gettable and i would like you to name the top three most expensive english cricketers in the 2024 IPL auction. So it only happened the other day. So it's fresh. A bit like those cricket bats. Who was most expensive? Well, I think Brooke. I'm sure Brooke was one of the Harry, auctioned off as well. Harry Brooke. Harry Brooke's in there in second place. He's gone for four crore. I don't know what that is in pounds, but he's gone for four of them. Okay. Now I'm sure Chris Wokes went for 4.2 or something. Chris Wokes went for 4.2. Chris Wokes, 4.2 crore, which again is some monetary value in dollars or pounds, but I don't know what it is, but you've got number one and number two. Great start. Great start. I'll give you a clue. Number three is not Phil Salt, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, poor Phil Salt. Most hard done by bloke. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Rack my brains. We're going to go with... David Willey? She's done it again. She's done it again. She's done it again. Dave Willey in third place for two crore, which again is some kind of value that no one really knows. But they've earned some cash, haven't they? I think four crore, I think it was about $400,000, I think, give or take. So probably about 400,000 quid. Um, so he's not done too badly, old Harry Brook or, or Chris Wokes or Dave Willey, out of out of a couple of months' work, have they? I don't know who. There weren't many others. Cola Cadmore got picked up, didn't he? He got picked up for about forty grand, I think. Um, Gus Atkinson got a job. Yeah. Tom Curran got a job, who we'll talk about later. Uh, there weren't many, were there? I don't think. Not many went through the actual auction. No, there's quite a lot that got retained, wasn't there? The IPR auction happened on, did we decide it happened on Tuesday? I think it possibly could have been Tuesday, yeah. It could have been, couldn't it? It seems like a like a massive day for, for a huge event in sport. Just put it on a Tuesday. Um, I think it was in Dubai for the first time ever, so it was outside of India. Um, Do you know why that was? There was nobody, there was, no, I haven't got a clue. I don't know. Um, but there was like a big arena thing and there was, you could tell there was nobody in there because every time it panned to the crowd, it always went to the same people and they'd had them like, they had them all sat in the same place. They had like, they had like a row of like 
uh, Delhi fans and then behind them were like some Chennai fans and behind them were like some RCB fans. There was nobody else. There was like four, three and four people, which I think is a bit of a shame because in hindsight, I and obviously getting to Dubai would be an inconvenience, but I wonder whether you could just buy a ticket. Could you buy a ticket to go and sit in the audience for the IPL auction? I don't know. It seems, biz- seems bizarre that they wouldn't try and monetize it. Mm. Like there would definitely be people that would pay to watch that. I would probably pay to watch it, to be fair. It's just one of those things to be like, I went to watch cricket auction, saw some players go for absolute coin. It was was interesting. Some of it's so memey as well. Yeah. Some some of it's just ridiculous. It it literally makes no sense when you see some of the names go under the block. And then then you go later on, like some of the people panic because they don't get the players that they want. It's it's quite worrying, like how much money some of these guys actually go for. Like fair play to them. But you do sit there as a fan and you think, ah, lads, I think you've got that completely wrong. Yeah, there's, there's always, um, it always throws up those kinds of surprises, doesn't it? Even I remember like watching the 100 draft last year and kind of seeing a few of the people that were getting um, auctioned off in that and you're like, oh, 60 seconds yeah. there's gotten good. Or I don't know how long. How long do they have in the IPL to decide? Six seconds, two minutes. I think it just goes like on. Oh, they just no. Do I think it. honestly, just it just goes on. So that the yeah, so the Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark things just went on for forever because it just kind of kept going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, which I guess is kind of makes it a little bit more exciting it being an auction rather than a draft. Um, but yeah, it just went on like Travis Head, eight hundred nineteen thousand US dollars. I read something, I think he's got like 150 in like three years in T20 international cricket. Like, how have you gone for, I know, I know it's because he won the World Cup and I know that's why, but like, that's a different format. He's got like 150 in, in, in three years. It's not, it's not clever money. Like Gerald Kurtzea, the South African quick, who kind of came into that team because Nokia was, was injured, $602,000, right? He played in the World Cup, the actual World Cup. Spencer Johnson, the quick lad that took like took like three for nothing for the Oval Invincibles in the hundred last year. At the time of the auction, he'd played twenty-one T Twenty matches and he'd taken seventeen wickets. Seventeen T one point two million dollars. He went for double Kurtzea, and Kurtzea went. In, he he was in the World Cup. He was there in India, and it makes no sense. Ashton Turner got picked up again. Like why? Yeah, it's. I was, who was I surprised at? Jai Richardson? Another he's been one. injured, hasn't he, ever since that Ashes series yeah. that he played against us? Yeah, he's been injured. Like, he, he he does pretty well in the Big Bash, I think, but, like, I'm not sure. I don't think he's ever played in the IPL. I think he was potentially meant to play for Punjab last year, before he got injured. Yeah. Um, and he's gone to Delhi for... Six hundred and two thousand yeah. US dollars, like crazy money. But do you know what? I think, Fair play I think if it's if it's one thing that I think any young aspiring cricketer has learned over the course of this week is be Australian. Be Australian and win things in the shop window. Yes, well, I think that 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 comes hand in hand with it. I think I don't think you can be Australian and not win things. That's the that I think is it comes with with part of the the territory, but yeah, be Australian, be Australian kids. You're going to go for a million bucks in the IPL auction, guaranteed. Pat Cummins broke the record in like 
in the early morning session. He went for 20 crore, which comes in at two and a half million US dollars. Like two and a half million bucks for what, eight weeks work? I, I like it. I, the thing is, is it kind of falls into insignificance, really, when you talk about some of the real big football boys. But like that is mental. Broke the record, two and a half million dollars. Aussie World Cup winning captain. Like, is he worth two and a half million bucks? Is he? We called him our Test Cricket of the Year, didn't we, last week? We did, we did, yeah. Can he be in the reckoning for the for the T20 Player of the Year next year if he has a good IPL? Who knows? He might do. We need to big those awards up again. Um, I... Do you know what? Like, when you talk about sport and money, I just find it really hard to try and, like, actually quantify what it means. Yeah. And like you said about the footballers, like, it is... I just feel like it is actually, like, a different world. Like, when you say $2.5 million for eight weeks' work, all right, how many games is he going to play? How many balls is he going to bowl? Yeah. And then he's got old. He's got his mate at the other end. He's an opening bowling partner. Goes and steals his record off him and gets however much more cash. Like they're going to be absolutely rolling in it. The pair of them, Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins. Imagine, imagine being a child in the Stark or Cummins ha- like household this Christmas. Like, How disappointed would you be to open up your Christmas present and only see like a Terry's chocolate orange, knowing that your uncle's just gone for like two and a half million bucks? Like, You're sitting there going, well, this has got to be a gold-plated Xbox. Otherwise, the bloke doesn't like me anymore. But outrageous. As you said, Stark, a couple of minutes later, went for 25 crore, which is, is roughly 2.9 million US dollars. Now, Yaz at the at Wisden, the bright spark that he is, kind of put a tweet out and and managed to work out that I think if Mitch Stark played every game in the IPL, which there's no guarantee that he will, but if he played every game in the IPL and bowled all four overs in each of those games that he played, it works out at six thousand pounds per delivery. Six grand per ball. Like if you if you break that down even further, that becomes even more ridiculous. Like six thousand pounds per turning the left arm over. That's more than what some people will earn in like three months. It just this is what I mean. Like it just becomes incomprehensible. Is that the word? Like he's getting yeah, it is, he's getting thirty six grand for the best part of. I don't Terrible. know. Four and a half, five minutes work. These these yeah. these quicks Imagine have long runs. Disappointed it'll be if he bowls a noble. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the average the average caper ball's just gone down because <laughs> I've got to deliver another one. Goodness sake. Yeah, I'm I'm only on like five point two thousand per delivery now. Yeah, like that is crackers, isn't it? Does it do they get it's um, mental. Do you reckon they get performance bonuses as well? With the Do you know what? I don't know. The only thing, the only thing that I've kind of managed to really kind of figure out from talking to people is I think so long as you're, so long as you're there for the whole time, you get paid the full amount. I think if you, if you l- turn up late or leave early, then I think it becomes kind of, um, it's like uh, pro-rated. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
But if you're there for the whole time, if you don't get picked, I'm pretty sure you still get paid that amount. So you could be absolutely honking in the first couple of games and get dropped from the side and then just still sit there. So long as you don't choose to go home, I think they can send you home. But then at the same time, I think they still pay you. But it is genuinely mental. One thing I would say about it, though, is it got so many people talking about cricket. And I know like, because m- money's fun to talk about, isn't it? Particularly when like those numbers are so ridiculous. It got so many people talking about cricket, which is so exciting. I don't think any other format, any other competition is going to be able to do that. I, I don't know what you feel about it. I know you've not personally been in the a draft yet, um, but I kind of, I like, do you know what? I really like the American like college system drafts that go into the, the big leagues and i love the ipl auction what i really don't like is that silly little hybrid that things like the bbl and the hundred use where it's where it's kind of like it's kind of like an auction but it also kind of isn't and it's kind of a bit just have an auction in there get people bidding on these people and just just have some fun with it like who cares who cares if everybody's like money goes on marazan cap in the hundred for next year like have some fun just enjoy it don't worry about the fact that it's going to be a draft for whatever K it was. Just, just if she wants to go for half a million quid, happy days. Do it. Yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting, won't it? I know there's been a lot of talk about the 100 franchises being kind of privately owned by some of yes, these investors yeah. that own the IPL, which I guess is the limitation and reason why you don't see the kind of free open auction in the bbl or the hundred because they're owned by the essentially the governing bodies aren't they i guess they're essentially owned by cricket australia and the ecb at the very heart of it and then they're kind of drip fed so then they only have a certain amount of budget and salary cap or whatever it is that they can spend but well i guess they have that in the ipl too but how that's distributed is a lot it's distributed a lot more evenly uh in mm. the BBL and the hundred in terms of it kind of it's like stop gaps aren't there at each kind of bracket or whatever. Yeah. Um but it certainly it is way more exciting when it's an auction and you've literally got names going under the hammer. Like David Dickinson eat your heart out, isn't it? unreal what would you like what would you prefer as a player would you prefer to be drafted or would you prefer to be auctioned if you had those two options what would you what would your preference be oh i mean the thought of an thought of an auction is exciting but could also be very brutal when you go unsold (laughs) but i guess it's the same draft you could get you could get like there's a chance that you wouldn't get drafted. I reckon it would be, yeah, yeah, auction. I reckon, hundred percent. And if imagine yeah. if you got into a bidding war. Imagine if you as a player were in a bidding war. Like when you said about Stark yeah. and Cummins the other day. Like there's a high chance they were probably together. A hundred percent. When yeah. that auction was going on, because they were playing Pakistan or whatever. I'm not sure if the game had been done or whatever. But there's a high chance that they were probably together when that was going on. And like, literally just. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Got a caller over here, like, sticking their hand up for however much cash, and then someone on the other side of the room, like, just watching that unfold, how surreal would that be? Like, Mad. crazy. Like, absolutely mental absolutely mental i did ask i don't know whether you picked up on it or not but i did ask um for the best and like shock buy of the the auction i put my two down in the notes that i sent across to you so so they're no secret to you but so i'll start and i'll say my best buy in this auction it was only a mini auction wasn't it i think there's one of the super mega awesome massive one next year i think when all of the players get like re-released i think they can i think they can choose to like retain three players i think and then everybody else just goes back into the pot and like a massive shake-up which is another thing that i think is fantastic anyway for one hundred eighty thousand us dollars hasaranga to sunrises and i know he's been injured i know he missed out on the world cup but that guy's like a T20 merchant. And to pick him up for 180K, wax it, bowls leggies, that has to be, from in my head anyway, it's got to be the pick of the the pick of the auction. Yeah, it's a bit like gold dust, isn't it? And you look at kind of the, the profile and player type that he is, you've got the likes of Rashid Khan in, in that kind of same, I guess, fit profile whatever you want to call it yeah and how much does he get i know he got retained didn't he i think so he's on loads of cash already but yeah that seems a steal for some of the other names that we've already mentioned and the prices that they've gone at like yeah great buy by sunrises and their middle order absolutely their middle order or the you know the yeah wild absolute firepower bombs only yeah stacked yeah unreal that, well they've all got keelys like you so they're all just going to go out there and hit massive dingers who's your um who was when you look through those lists who who was the one that you picked out as your your like kind of best best pick best buy yeah in terms of like best value i thought ravindra's csk was pretty good for yeah 217k kind of he obviously had a real breakthrough world cup was like I'm not sure anyone could have seen that coming, but the type of player that he is and the way that he went about his business, I don't see why he's not going to have an impact as a as a left hander as well. And bowls his slow left arms, doesn't he? Um, which is yeah, always handy to have as well. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's a real impact player that he could have easily gone for quite more money i think in my opinion so yeah yeah i I think so i think so yeah the chennai super kiwis i think they've got (laughs) devon conway daryl mitchell ratchin ravindra mitch santner and i'm sure there's one more i'm sure there's like five kiwis in that squad and i can't i can't think of the fifth one but 
I looked through it and all of their all of their little players that had the little aeroplane emojis next to them. It was like, yep, Kiwi, 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 Moe and Ali. Um, that was literally going through the list. What about your what about your shock? And I, I guess that could be used in any way. That could be like the guy that went for too much money. It could be the guy that didn't get picked up. It could be the guy that um, I suppose it almost like it could go down to like a best buy thing again, really, like an, another bargain. But who was your who was your shock of the auction? Yeah, I went. For, well, I went for Joy Richardson on the premise of getting picked up for more than I think he's probably valued at this moment in cricketing time. Yeah. Based on the fact he has been injured or whatever. And like, he'll probably go and prove me wrong and be leaving wicket taker in the big bash now. So good luck to you, Jai and the Perth Scorchers. Um, But yeah, Delhi picked him up for 602,000 US dollars, which I don't know. I feel like that seems, seems a lot like he's, he's a good player. He's not played that much for Australia. I don't think, um, less than 20 t20 internationals i think so yeah yeah i don't i don't recall him playing internationally since he came in you know he came into the ashes series in was it 20 2021 was it we were last down in australia or was it 21 22 that we were in australia kind of came in didn't he? him and we were just dreadful that time well, I don't think, yeah, to be fair, we've been crap out down there when we haven't had a bubble as well. But we, we can blame it on the bubble. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Um, but he came into the team, didn't he, with him and, oh, who, it was it Nisa? Did Michael Nisa play? Or was it Boland? And they played that. No, so Boland took the, took the 7 for 13, didn't he? But there was a pink ball, the pink ball test oh, where like Nisa and I'm sure Nisa and Richardson played. And like Richardson took five in the first innings, I think, and just looked like an absolute million bucks. So, but I agree with you. I think the fact that he hasn't really been on the, on the field, I think is, is quite tough to quantify. He does, however, look like an absolute bargain in comparison to Spencer yeah. Johnson. $1.2 million to the Gujarat Titans. Now, this bloke, this, don't get me wrong, I, I know the value. The bloke bowls absolute wheels and that, therefore that's where this money comes in from. And he obviously had that that kind of thing at the 100, didn't he, for the Invincibles when he took three for nothing in like the first five balls or whatever he was that he bowled that day. And I'm sure, I think he comes across like a really nice bloke. So I'm, I've got no issue with him picking up $1.2 million and I wouldn't say it to his face and I certainly wouldn't say it to him whilst he was stood at the end of his mark and I had a cricket bat in my hand 22 yards away. But for a bloke that, as I said earlier, like 17 T20 poles in his career and 1.2 million bucks. Now, I, and I guess it does just come down. Like someone boring is going to listen to this and they're going to go, wow, it's because he bowls quick and there aren't many of them about. It's like, yeah, that's fine. And that makes logical sense. But it's not very fun, is it, to talk about that stuff. It's inexperienced, raw, which is exciting. But 1.2 million? Like million? Like that's double a Jai Richardson, and Jai Richardson's played Test cricket for Australia, like double. Yeah, I think it seems as though some of the figures that have been uh, banded around in this auction are obviously greater than what we've seen in years gone by. But even like a couple of years ago, like I can't imagine there were that many other players going for much more than that in the auction yeah do you know what i mean like he would be in like the top three or four um auctioned off players like a yeah. few years ago i'm sure with the m- amount of money that he's um got in his pocket this time round and like you say he he's pretty he's, he's green isn't he 
if you were going to describe him like clearly has bags of potential he's left arm as well isn't he which is also as Mitchell Stark has the example of it's yes. like mint and he's rapid but I don't know mm. I feel like these fast bowlers are only an injury away from things changing in their career most of the time aren't they so. pretty much pretty much well Spencer Johnson 1.2 million I just leave you before we move on I just leave you with Alzari Joseph to RCB 1.3 million US dollars and I'm sure again he's a lovely bloke but I don't think I've ever seen him play a good game of cricket anyway moving on let's move on let's not dwell on that anymore let's not but also, could have easily said about Phil Salt being a shock. Bless him. Forgot to say about that. That's outrageous. Genuinely outrageous. I don't understand how that's not... How how has he not picked up a gig? Like, he did well for Delhi last year, which is more so than some of those other blokes that actually have been re-picked up again, like Harry Brook. Like, Phil Salt outplayed Harry Brook. Phil Salt's just scored, like, back-to-back hundreds in T20s. Did we lose last night? I think we probably did, having... Or did we? Yeah, we I lost, thought we yeah. probably would have done. When I saw it, it was like 132 all out. I was like, yeah, that doesn't doesn't sound great. Um, but yeah, how how he hasn't been given a contract, I've got no idea. Well done. Last week, you gave me the task of trying to list the top 10 run scorers in test matches in the calendar yes. year of 2023. And I was miserable. Four, was it, that I got? Four. <laughs> yeah, four. Four out of ten. So this week, I've done for you the wicket takers in 2023 test matches. And I have okay. absolutely no doubt that you will score more than four. So please I hope take so. it away. I do hope so. Oh, it's that it's that time of year, isn't it? It feels like the right time to to do these kind of bits of trivia. But could I? We spoke we spoke a bit about him last week. Could I open my account with Stuart Broad, please? Stuart Broad, yes, you can. He comes in at third with his thirty eight wickets. Thank you. Could I have a Could I have a little bit of Ravi Chandran Ashwin as well? You love Ravi Chandran Ashwin. He is in second. You can have him. Forty Happy wickets days. in six matches. Happy days. Right. So you you went English. No, hang on. You didn't go English and Australian, but you should have gone English and Australian. So let's go. Let's go for those two blokes we've just spoken about. Let's have Stark and Cummins. Yep, you can have Stark and Cummins. They are fourth and sixth, respectively. Stark with 34 wickets, Cummins with 32. Get in. Now, Nathan Lyon got injured in the ashes, didn't he? So I don't know. I don't know whether he would be there or not. Hazelwood, let's just have a go with Hazelwood. Hazelwood, he's there. He's there in Fantastic. ninth. With Brilliant news. Okay, so if I don't want to risk one on Lion, then we're gonna then we got to start thinking about English now. But English was a bit weird this summer, wasn't it? I did with Jimmy Anderson. Anderson, let's have a let's have a go with Jimmy. That's your first life gone. Jimmy is no not way. on the list. Jimmy's nowhere near What's he been this? doing all summer? No, rubbish. Uh, who? So who did we... So we played in 
Pakistan at the start of the year, didn't we? And then we had Australia. Maybe we haven't played that much test cricket. Although, Broad, did Broad even go to Pakistan? I don't know. Uh, Wokes. Wokes had a good Ashes. He did, but he's not on the list. Oh. He, he narrowly misses out. He comes in at 13th. How many have I got here? Five. You've got one, two, three, four, five. Yes. So you've oh beat me. God, that's bad, isn't it? But oh, well, happy. Day. Well, in which I case, would, then it doesn't I matter. We just call it a day. Switch your view away from England. I think that could be a wise okay. move for you. Okay. Um, Trent Bolt can't be asked with Test cricket anymore. Oh, it could be his mate. Oh, I think is now I've kind of I've fudged it on one life, haven't I? Now. See, I'm kind of thinking. I'm kind of thinking Tim Southey. I'm kind of thinking like maybe Jadeja, and also maybe Shammy. Let's have a go. Let's have a go with Jadeja. Jadeja's surely. Yes, Jadeja. He Get comes in. in fifth, sandwiched between Stark and Cummins with thirty-three wickets. So that's that's a great six. sandwich. Um, oh, it's just annoying. Salvi, why not? Salvi's there. He's tenth. Is he? Yep. Oh, he snuck in. He snuck in. Get in there, Timmy boy. So you've got three left to get. Mm, now you've got okay. strong subcontinent. I haven't got the top one, have I? For two of them. No, you haven't got the top one. No, okay. Like Shammy Shammy could be there. I don't think Boomer won't Boomer won't be because he was injured for for quite a bit. So Shammy Rabada, maybe? Could Rabada be there? I don't even know what South Africa I don't know if they've ever played any test cricket this year, to be honest. Uh although Shammy. I wanna say I'm gonna say Mo Shammy. I wanna say Shammy. You've been wanting to get him out, but he's not there. He's not on the list. Oh is Shammy. He's Got equally it. nowhere. Oh. So he's been crap. He's not been crap, he's just ranked twenty sixth. Oh, okay. Pretty ordinary, isn't it? It's only a few places above me. Um, who have I missed then? Who who who's Is number one? Is that three lives? Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, I'm dead. Toast. Okay. Well, you did your best to avoid Nathan Lyon. Just taking yeah. his 500th wicket. He's the leader. Yeah. 43 wickets in nine Ow. matches in 2023. Because oh, he's the goat, Dan. Okay. Come on. Right. Is Rabada there as well? No, no Rabada, no Shami. Okay, no okay, good, Bumra. good, 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 okay. In seventh, Prabhath Jayasuriya mm. of Sri Lanka, okay. 30 wickets. Would never have got him, I don't think. And Tigel Islam goals. Wow. of okay. Bangladesh in eighth. Okay, so... so I'd say that's a pretty fair effort, seven, of, seven out of ten. England played a test match in India and they got thumped, which I think quite likely could be a little bit of a precursor as to what we're talking about in January as well. India won by 347 runs at the D.Y. Patel Stadium. England bowled out twice for like 130. Dipti Sharma, I, she, I assume she was player of the match, was she like nine for and 60? Like what a cricketer! Did you did you get to watch much of it you, as a as a as a professional female cricketer? Do you find yourself taking 
as much, if not more, interest in the women's internationals because they're your they're your mates, they're your your colleagues, they're your your rivals, whatever you want to call it. You want to see how those girls are actually doing. Do you do you find that when that ha- when those games and those series go on? Yeah, certainly when it comes to England matches, um, I always try and make a conscious effort to watch them and and see how people's games are evolving and stuff if anyone's added anything new because obviously you're playing and you're amongst those England girls more than we ever have been in the regional game so yeah it's 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 good in that sense and I, I've watched a lot of the big bash as well actually just talking about kind of overseas mm. things um just because it's, yeah like there's obviously quite quite a few of the English girls were playing in that as well so just keen keen to follow really but yeah I'm a bit of a badger so I do try and watch as much as I can but I didn't watch I didn't watch too much of the test match live but I did tune into the highlights of of each day and the review and stuff and yeah they didn't cover themselves in too much glory did they England um it's pretty pretty disappointing in terms of the batting front especially I mean I'm it's easy to say India had the best of conditions in the first innings uh, with the bat, which generally tends to be the case in, in the subcontinent, doesn't it, with how pitches yeah. deteriorate and, and spinners come into the game more. But, yeah, they even even in, like, the bowling and fielding innings, they didn't really take their chances, like, dropped and shelled a few catches, which we know how much of an impact that can have even more so in test match cricket like you drop someone early on in their innings and then they go and cash in and it just has such a big knock-on effect for the momentum of the session of the day like how that kind of goes and obviously these these girls aren't that familiar with playing test match cricket and obviously i'm no expert whatsoever merely a fan um yeah so i have no doubt in in those kind of conditions it must be pretty difficult but India just yeah they outplayed England on all fronts really didn't they yeah I I look certainly look look, watching the bits that I did and then obviously looking at the scorecard again it's it's yeah it certainly looked like and it looked more so it looked more so they 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 outperformed England with the ball rather than with the bat like when you look through that first innings of India there were four players that went on and got 60s which respectfully to them i mean they're not match winning scores are they like a 60 a 60 isn't a score that's going to that's going to go oh we're definitely winning this this test match now what we spoke about last week when we spoke when we spoke about Tammy Beaumont's double 100 and we spoke about um uh Annabelle Sutherland's 130 something and they're the kind of innings that you think they are match winning performances to so have six players get sorry four players get 60s I think highlights the fact that England played okay, but actually, as you highlighted, were probably just a little bit, a little bit scrappy, maybe a little bit, a little bit off the off the pace. Or, or I guess is probably the nice way to kind of describe it. And as you say, how how do you like how do you prepare for like a one off game that nobody plays? There's no there's like some questions that I wrote down to kind of ask you about and talk about, but. There's, it's not even a case of there's no first class structure. It's like you, you guys don't play anything longer than than fifty overs a side, anywhere. Like it's not even a case of like you don't even have any like unofficial two day games or or let alone start thinking about oh well India's first class structure is stronger than England's first class structure. It just it doesn't exist. So how 
like how do you possibly do that how do you get up for it how do you suddenly kind of go from three t20s three odis and oh, all of a sudden we've got to stick the whites on now um for a, for a game that literally nobody plays i don't understand like does that ever get spoken about do you ever talk to any of the girls that played the test that you kind of go well how on earth if like what i struggle with it because it's like it doesn't feel like there's a great deal of context around the test match i think it's great but yeah, it feels very random, doesn't it, at the moment, I think, in the women's yeah. game, because there's no real, um, like, the international schedule isn't really geared around test matches. Obviously, white ball's always been the focus. Um, well, white ball cricket is the focus at the minute, but they keep. I know the players and the boards are pushing to try and get more test matches involved as India are playing their second test match yeah. um, following on from the game against England last week they're playing Australia at the moment as well which is obviously great for them but in terms of trying to think back to a time where a team would have played two test matches in two weeks much like the men do True. I can't remember any in my lifetime this has got to be one of the first India haven't played a home test match since I think was it like 2013 or something I read I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Yeah, so they're they're kind of just drip-fed into the schedule, really. Um, Mm. They try and include them now in the kind of hybrid series that they run. Um, But in terms of preparing, it must be really difficult. Um, I don't think England had any warm-up fixtures because they had that T20 series Mm, that was in close proximity. I know for the Ashes their preparation was a little bit better for that test match because they could kind of utilise the England A and Australia A squads that were over here. Um, That was quite well documented, those kind of two warm-up games. And then I know they had some internal practice games before that. So their preparation for the Ashes was a lot more kind of diligent, I guess, than this one-off test match against India. But it, it... yeah, they had a training camp in Oman and I know a few of the batters I think went out to India October for like a batting camp mm. to try and prepare them as best they could um, for a week or so but still that's two months out from when you're actually playing a test match it becomes a lot different like people are then going off to play in the Big Bash for six weeks and they've been playing T20 yeah. cricket it's, it's, it's hard to try and I guess flick between the formats um as much as the men do because it is a lot rarer in the women's game um so it's always Mm going to be a challenge whenever a women's test match is on i think which almost makes it more i guess when you when you do have someone that performs so outstandingly well it almost makes it even bigger an achievement because it it doesn't happen all the time if that makes sense that makes sense um yeah, it's. I, I I would be keen to play like a two or three day game, uh, regionally. And I know, like we've had chats with the PCA and stuff about it, and and how we can try and get more of that into the schedule and stuff. But I think we're a few years off from that personally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it it's good that England have played a Test match in India. I guess just just. If, if nothing else um, a good challenge for them but as Heather Knight said in her post-match press conference it's not at the forefront of their mind in terms of 
the ICC and international schedule, they've got a T20 World Cup in Bangladesh next year, which they're obviously preparing for. And yeah. Played well against India and won that T20 series. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, those extra couple of days in India playing in those conditions is, is arguably going to help acclimatise for when turning up, as you said, in Bangladesh to play that T20. I know it's a different format, but... I suppose it's similar to what you said. It's kind of like oh, the, the India play back-to-back tests and not many teams really do that at all, if if really ever. But I suppose from the men's kind of side of it is that if even if they say the first test match in India, for example, that England squad will be used to playing five-day cricket on the back of an English summer or on the back of a, a winter tour that, that's kind of happened somewhere else. Whereas... As you, as we said, and as you said, like how I guess it almost like mentally, you must just have to look at it as like just a bit of a long ODI because you you have no, there's no, well, not no, that's unkind, but I guess the level of experience and the exposure to that format is so rare and so unique that, like Tammy Beaumont's double hundred, as you just said, becomes even more remarkable to be able to bat for that length of time and generate that kind of score over a period of time that actually could have been double the length of of what would have normally have been or what would have usually been played. So I think, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's such a difficult one because it's viewed as like, it's viewed as the pinnacle, isn't it, Test Cricket? That's viewed as the very, very top. And I completely understand why everybody wants to play Test Cricket. But at the same time, on the other hand, we're always being told the fact that Test Cricket is dying. And there's no money in test cricket and there's no interest in test cricket and people don't like test cricket. So I do get really confused sometimes that it's it's the pinnacle. And like, I think it's the Dutch coach or the Dutch management after the World Cup that was saying, yeah, we, we want to apply for test status. And I'm like, why? What could you possibly like, what for? You're going to host a test match in Amsterdam. Amazing. Brilliant. The pinnacle of test cricket. It's going to cost you a fortune because nobody likes it. I don't, I'm so confused and so conflicted about the future of test cricket, particularly for, particularly for the nations in the men's game that aren't currently playing it. And also for, for women generally is, is that in one hand I'm being told we want to play it. And the other hand I'm being told there's no money in it. I'm confused. Yeah. Equally, I'm as well, kind of those conflicting narratives that you hear. That's really bizarre, isn't it? The Netherlands wanting to apply for test status. Um, well, I guess they want to try and follow the suit of well, I- Ireland, I guess. Um, yeah, but well. they don't play tech. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Smatches, no, like Really? And I think you drew on a good point when you were talking about your 
revision of the ICC schedule. And obviously next year we're going to see 24 teams in the T20 World Cup. So you get those kind yep. of lower-ranked lower nations getting to be involved in an ICC tournament, which is great, I think, in the short format. But it feels, as you said, if Test Cricket's the pinnacle, then you want it to be the best teams in the world that are competing in that form of the game, right? Yeah. And that's no disrespect so. to the Netherlands, but I don't know. I don't see how they would fare in a test match. But also, but also, like, sports are business. Like, you can't, you can't just, like, you can't just do things and sell things because you think it's the right thing to do and not make any money on it. Like, look at all the football teams in the UK at the moment that are in all the debt that they are. Like my team, Portsmouth, we nearly we nearly got wound up by HMRC twice because we couldn't actually pay. We we couldn't afford to survive. Like, you can't just because it's pro level sport. I don't think you can just keep kind of going. Oh well, we'll just keep throwing money at it or keep taking loans and, and not ever make any of that money back. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. I don't think, and it shouldn't do. And that's where I get really confused about it. Like I, I, on one hand, I'm such a Test cricket fan and I love Test cricket and I do think it is the absolute best format. But if there's no money to be made in it, and I know it's not all about money, but I don't understand. I really don't understand why you would, as a business anyway, why you would make that business decision. And I appreciate maybe it's because it's not seen as a business, but I, I, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> I think I think that often gets uh, forgotten about in the in the media sometimes. Some of the decisions that you see organisations, businesses in sport, as you said, mm. that's that's quite what they are. Um, you see those, yeah, it, it gets lost that sport is a business at the end of the day. And, and it's it's a bit like the counties, isn't it? It feels very rare that any of those guys are, t- are turning over profits and, and having Well, I don't think plus they do on the Red Bull side of things. Yeah, that, that's what, like, it's messy, isn't it? It's messy. Because you think, because it is professional, that instantly means that there's loads of money being made and it's sustainable. But actually, if you look at the finer details of it, it seems a lot of the time it's actually not. Yeah, yeah, which is sad, which is really sad as a fan because you do look at it and, as you said, you do look at it as the elite and you do think that 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 should be able to, to survive and thrive just by... Just by essentially existing, but I think we're long past that stage now with with professional sport. I don't think teams and organisations can just exist and just expect to to kind of turn turn cash over for the sake of it. Heather Knight, obviously, to go on say about mention about super extreme conditions and um, surprised if we play in something like this again, um, unless we play a test match here in the near future, which. Which I guess that comment there kind of highlights the uncertainty with regards to test cricket for the women's side of things going forward. Because actually, you'd kind of think that you'd say, well, when we play a test match here again, not unless we play a test match here again. Um, The pitch deteriorated quicker than we all thought it would. Um, And obviously, it wouldn't be an English cricket captain talking about an Indian test pitch, would it? Like after a test match defeat, like Joe Root's after our Medabad, um, I think that the surface was a very challenging one, a very difficult one to play on. 
um, who Joe, I think, took eight, no, five for eight in that particular game. But it's not for the players to decide if it's fit for purpose. That's up to the ICC. I'm paid to play the game and not make, which is clearly like a backhanded thing of it's like, this is a bit crap, lads. Um, but we spoke about the the exaggeration because the context isn't isn't played all the time and all of this other stuff. But with the Indian pitches as the, the next kind of talking point, which everybody loves talking about Indian cricket pitches, don't they? But do they create them to make them deliberately difficult? Or is it just a case of the rest of the world just need to get a bit better? Uh, I think... I th- I wouldn't say they do it deliberately. I think it naturally presents its own difficulties because like the pitches are made of like different soil and stuff right across different Mm. places in the world which has an influence as to how the pitch breaks up or how it plays so if you're a native australian or you're a native englishman the wickets and whatever pitches that you're playing on week in week out are going to be very different to what it's like in India because of the actual nature of the pitch in itself. Now, yes, the groundsman or whoever might work a bit of their Indian magic and, for whatever reason, make it a little bit more tricky for their overseas counterparts coming over. But I think that generally nations probably just need to be a bit better at adapting to those different overseas conditions right there's a reason why in test matches it's so hard to win away from home right yeah because the home side can produce pitches that are going to suit the home side best um like i don't know i i wouldn't want i would i feel like it is a talk. It's always going to be a talking point, and I feel like it always should be a talking point because you want people and away teams to be challenged in those conditions because of their difference point. You wouldn't want all pitches to be the same because I think that would just it would lose its importance and lose its yeah. ranking of being the pinnacle. Like it's cool that they play yeah. in different conditions all over the world, have different challenges. Hundred percent. Like that's what makes yeah. people. So and if you want to be cricketers. one of them, yeah, exactly. If if you want to be one of the best like batters in the world, you have to score runs all around the world, don't you? You can't you can't just score runs at home like David Warner does, and then claim to be one of the best batters in the world. It's like, well, I mean, you're one of the best batters in Australia, and then when it comes to the world, you're still good, but not one of the best, are you? But- Prepared a little Christmas quiz, I believe, or a Christmas related quiz, I think, with the with the pre-Christmas podcast I have yes um just a little eight questions yeah they're all a bit they're all loosely cricket and Christmas related right like okay they are related to Christmas they are and they are related to cricket and you will be able to answer them I have no doubt on that okay okay so I'm keen question number one which English batting legend was born on Christmas Day, 1984. Sir Alistair Cook. Ding! Correct answer. Yes. 
Question number two. This is multiple choice. Which of these okay. is a genuine cricketer listed on Crick Info? Option number one. Neville Turkey. Born in Durban, 1938. Option number two. Aravinda de Santa. Born in Candy, 1980. Number three. Brian Christmas, born in Trinidad in 1995. And number four, David Cranberry, born in Melbourne in 1971. Oh, that's some great names. I don't think it's Aravinda. I don't think. Do you know, I, I don't know, but I want it to be, I want it to be Brian Christmas. Brian Christmas is correct. Is it? Great work. Get in. So I What a name. I went on his profile. He's a left-hander, played for West Indies under-19 in a, in a youth ODI in 2011 against Australia in Dubai. Paul Bloke it. only scored two off 15 balls. Doesn't matter. He's got a great name. Great name. His captain in that game was Craig Brathwaite and he was playing against Cameron Bancroft, Ashton Agar and a few others. Anyway, yeah. Nice. Nice work. Two from two. Number three, which test cricket ground, I say test cricket ground loosely, is closest to Lapland? Okay. Wow. That is, uh, it's got to be Chester Street. Correct answer. And I say oh, so loosely three because three. the last test match that was hosted at Chester Street was against Sri Lanka in 2016. It's actually only ever been you know used for thought... six Test matches. Yeah, I was I was going to say Sri Lanka 2016, but I didn't think you'd have given me a point for that anyway. So do you know what? You can have a bonus point. Thanks. Number four. During the 2016 season, what county did Jax Rudolph play for? 2016. Yeah. I want. Oh, well, I don't know if he's played. I know it. I, I, yeah, I know him from Yorkshire, but it also might be Glamorgan. Can I have a final answer? Yeah, Yorkshire. Oh, incorrect. Sorry, Dan. Oh, it was Glamorgan. Who was it? It was Bugger. Glamorgan. Okay, well, at least I said it. Yeah, you it's did. on record. You did. Yeah. Number five, in what year did England last win a Boxing Day Test match? Oh, God. Uh, 20... Oh, what was that? What was the series when they did all the sprinkler thingies? Was that 10-11? I'll say 2010. Yeah, correct. Correct. Get in. So, how many points have you got? One, two, three, four, five. I think I'm four out of five. But you yeah. got a bonus point. Yeah. Solid. Well, if you want to give it to me. <laughs> question number six. Well, this isn't really a question, but it's to do with jingle bells. Can you name okay. the two England cricketers with the surname Bell? Ian. And then there's, oh, has he actually played for England? 
Um, Are we saying English? Um, I'm saying um, both genders. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then Lauren. Nice. Ian and Lauren. Get in. I was, th- I was suddenly thinking about the lad that plays for Lancashire. George Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he but probably played for England the anyway. Nineteen or something, didn't he? I think he probably did. Yeah. But we'll take the point. We'll take the point. We've got it. Number seven, penultimate question. Can you remember the cricketer's name who held an 88-year-old record of the highest individual test score for an England woman, which was 189, prior to it being broken by Tammy Beaumont? Oh, God. Christmas-related-ish. Um, wintery. I was trying to think how I can relate Charlotte Edwards back to some kind of like wintery-type thing. Uh, Charlotte Edwards would be doing well to hold an 88-year-old record. <laughs> she would as well, to be fair, wouldn't she? Hopefully she's not listening. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, it's one of those, you're even going to know it or you weren't. Betty Snowball. What a name. That is a stunning name. That imagine like imagine Brian Christmas and Betty Snowball like <laughs> power couple um, getting together. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to have a double-barreled name. Unreal. Brian Christmas Snowball. <laughs> and finally, the last question: How many Graham Swans are swimming in the Twelve Days of Christmas? idea so this is nine. Oh no nine is oh, ladies dancing i want to say it was seven like, seven swans oh, are swimming i didn't want to start singing it that's really good i enjoyed that oh. that's very festive and i'm a big fan oh i'm glad i am glad I'm you did very well fan. actually thank you very much that's okay festive spirit and all that yeah, I'm, I'm kind of low-key impressed with myself. But I think just before we go, I don't really want to talk about it for too long. Just before we go, because we've been going on for an hour and three minutes anyway. And just to bring it back down to kind of a, a out of the festivity. But Tom Curran's been in the news. He got bought in the IPR for $180,000 by RCB. And then he also intimidated an umpire and has been given a four-game ban. Just, just to kind of quickly... Just to quickly kind of, I think we're both in agreement. Well, I am anyway. I don't know whether you are, but I think he acted like a bit of a plonker. And I, but equally, I don't think the umpire helped the situation massively. Um, from just just so everybody is under, you're not allowed to do that, are you? You can't do a run through on the actual wicket of the the pitch that you're using in the game. Like you can use the ones off to the side, right? Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like you can like practice your run up to the crease, but not actually run yeah. through. If you know what I mean. And he's right, obviously okay. tried to do that twice, hasn't he? I think I read the article and yep. the umpires then tried, like told him he can't do it. And then he's just Have you gone not seen up... the video? No, I've not seen the video. Is it I oh, I read about it sort of he like charges it's... into the umpire. Yeah. But like the umpire then moves out of the way yeah. or whatever. Just sounds very antagonistic, unnecessary silly boy. I, th- I think it was, I think massively so. Unnecessary on both parts as well, to be fair. I, it's so hard to see. It's like, so the video that they've got is like a frog box camera. So you're like way, way back. And you can kind of see the umpire looks like he's saying something to Tom, but I've got no idea what. Um, so it's a bit kind of like, I don't really know what has been said and what hasn't been said. But for then Tom to just like run, 
didn't run through him, but like ran at him full tilt. And it's just a bit weird. But yeah, I mean, what a way to celebrate earning 180k in the IPL auction by getting himself banned for four games in the Big Bash. So. <laughs> He's going to have a nice Home Christmas, for Christmas though. Anyway. Bit yeah. of time off. <laughs> yeah. On the Bondi Beach. Happy days. Oh, well, thank you very much, Joe, again for another another brilliant podcast. I hope everybody and I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Um, and next week we've got, I've got two guys in the Patreon, Matt and the cricket umpire, John, preparing like a big fat cricket quiz of the year for us. So we'll go toe for toe across various different kind of categories on that for next week as a New Year's thing. Sounds quality. Yeah, hope everyone has a brilliant Christmas. Also, would love to know if anyone gets any Christmas themed presents from the big man in red. I would I would love to hear the, the best cricket related presents that anyone gets, so feel free to let Dan know, let me know. Podcast Network.